Hello, welcome to my brand new podcast. And today on my podcast, which I am tentatively calling Microscopes Out, we're going to talk about germs and specifically ones that are all around us and whether they are in greater or lesser number than the germs that are on a toilet seat. There's a lot of times these articles on like news sites that are sort of slow news days, maybe they're done for marketing, that will say your cell phone is dirtier than a toilet seat or this other random thing is dirtier than a toilet seat. And I've always been very skeptical of these articles, like I think most people are. I don't think that's a new new thought about these, but I don't really know that they have tons of benefit to the public. So I thought I would sort of research a few, think about what their comparative merits are, and talk about them. The first study that I found was sort of interesting, and that was about beards, whether beards are dirtier than toilet seats. An ABC affiliate in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Quest Diagnostics found that beards are really dirty, and several beards contained lots of bacteria, and some that were found in fecal matter. Now, they weren't very specific about what types of uh, bacteria were found, and I suspect that the fecal matter that they found was fecal coliforms, which is a term that's used for bacteria that is commonly found in poo. And these are used to indicate if water has been contaminated with sewage. So I suppose that we could conclude from this very brief article that some men need to wash their hands, but the beard isn't really the kind of environment where fecal coliforms are going to thrive or really even like grow very well. They are gonna need a wet environment that's sort of similar to the human intestinal tract, which isn't really the same as hair. That's more of like a desert. I feel like I'm not sure what the point of this article was, being so light in detail. And Quest Diagnostics is a lab that does like medical testing. I think they do some contract services. But I don't think that there's a company that really needs to market themselves too much to the general public. So I guess at the end of this article, we can conclude that hand washing is a good thing. And we all need that reminder, right? But I don't know that this is the way to do it. The second article that I read was by a company called CBD Nuggets, which is an IT training company. And they conducted a study to find out how dirty items are in an office environment. And their study concluded that those plastic ID badges, um, keyboards, phones, mouse, mice, mouse, mice, and track pans were really dirty. They made a really cute infographic and actually several infographics. They found that keyboards have over 3 million CFU than a toilet seat, which they said that a toilet seat was 170 CFUs per inch. Now, a CFU is a colony forming unit. And a colony-forming unit can generally and sort of simplistically be described as like one bacteria or bacterium. So the bacterium, which we can't really see with our naked eye, will divide and create a colony on the growth medium, which is an auger plate. And that can be seen with the naked eye, so it can be counted really easily without a ton of equipment. 
however, they, I think they did in their study, they did this based on swaths, but it wasn't super clear. They also had an infographic breaking down the classifications of the bacteria that they found, and they had an interesting classification distribution. They broke their bacteria down into gram-positive cocci, gram-negative rods, and gram-positive rods and bacilli. So cocci and bacillus are the two most common shapes that bacteria come in. And gram-positive or negative, that talks to like what type of cell membrane the bacteria have. Rods is just like a shorthand for bacillus. I was a little bit confused when they said gram-negative rods and then gram-positive rods and then bacillus separately. Um, I think maybe they mean like gram-variable bacillus, but it's not really clear. They also had some misleading and incomplete information such as the gram-positive rods being resistant to antibiotics, but it's which is true, but all bacteria can be resistant to antibiotics, such as gram-positive cocci, uh, like which is MRSA, and that's a gram-positive cocci. But it doesn't mean that all the gram-positive cocci are harmful or antibiotic resistant. So I guess we can conclude from this little study that maybe IT consultants are not biologists, but it is a nice reminder to keep our devices clean and wash our hands, but the information was incomplete and sort of misleading, but I don't think they did that intentionally. I think maybe they just got a report back that they didn't 100% understand. So I found another article that was clearly some marketing, and maybe, maybe they had like some more nefarious reasons for publishing this article or their study, but we'll get into that. So an insurance company called NetQuote created a study of nine vehicles from rideshares, rental cars, and taxis, and three of each type of vehicle. And they swabbed several different surfaces, the seatbelt, the door handle, window buttons in the rideshare and the taxi. And then in the rental car, they swabbed the seatbelt, the steering wheel, and the shifter. And then they created some lovely infographics to go along with their results. However, the infographic that discusses the bacteria wasn't very accurate or realistic. I mean, I guess the artist maybe wasn't focused on realism, but that's a sort of a weird choice. Like, I don't know why they would have, like, this graphic that's supposed to educate people and then be, like, completely wrong. They drew the Bacteria is almost all cocci, and like when they were pointing to the bacillus, they like pointed to a picture of like a round bacteria, and bacillus, again, like I said, were rod-shaped, so they were supposed to be sort of hot dog-shaped. I don't know. That's weird. That just sort of jumped out to me. But uh, anyway, they looked at gram-positive cocci, bacillus, gram-positive rods, and gram-negative rods. Under what they call the bacillus heading, they say that these are gram-positive when they're young and become gram-negative when they age. So I guess they're describing bacteria that is gram-variable. Um, and they also included yeast in, in their results. So they found that ride shares have 6 million CFU, 
rental cars had over 2 million CFU, and taxis had almost 28,000 CFUs. And they compared this to other surfaces, including a toilet seat, which they stated had 171 CFU. And they concluded that people should wash their hands and not touch their face, and that's all really lovely. I don't think anybody gets into a taxi or a rideshare and expects it to be like a surface they could eat off of, but I guess it's nice to have a reminder. Now, I kind of thought that all of these articles were just going to be like sort of like lazy journalists or like companies trying to market themselves, but then I found this study by the National Science Foundation, and it was their household germ studies. And then I also found out that the National Science Foundation isn't what they're called anymore. Apparently, they're called the NSF, which doesn't stand for anything anymore because they want to be more global. I would definitely recommend that you check out their customer resource section of their website because that sort of includes like a lot of tips for cleaning and explains what their standards for appliances are, which I thought was really interesting if you're into appliances and standards, which is maybe not everyone's cup of tea, (laughs) but I thought it was super interesting. But back to the study. So in 2011, the NSF conducted a survey where they had 22 houses in Ann Arbor, Michigan to find out what items in their house were dirty and what people thought were going to have dirt, what they thought was going to be dirty. So basically they were comparing whether people actually had a sense of what items in their house were going to be really dirty. And it turns out that people kind of don't know. And I think that that has some, some merit. So this study tested common items around the house of these volunteers. They tested for E. coli, coliforms, staph aureus, and yeast and mold. So this was a new twist on the common headline that insert object is dirtier than a toilet seat. So the study found that people think their bathrooms is the dirtiest part of their homes, but it wasn't. It was the kitchen with the sponges and rags for dishes being the most germy items, and the kitchen sink coming in second. The volunteers thought their toothbrush holder would be the germiest, but that was actually only the third. But the volunteers weren't too far off in regards to their perceptions. They thought that dish sponges would be the second most dirty item. The toilet seat actually came in 11th, So not even the top 10 of the germiest areas in the house, it was beat out for the the 10th spot by cutting boards. Now I want to just back up for a second here and talk about what organisms they looked for and why. So E. coli is found in poop and it's definitely an organism that indicates that there's been like cross-contamination from bathroom activities. The coliforms that they talked for talked about are a wider class of bacteria that also indicates fecal contamination, where fecal is being a nice word for poop. Staphylococcus aureus, or sometimes shorted, shortened to 
Staph aureus, or sometimes just even staph, is a common bacteria that grows on our skin, and it is the titular bacterium from MRSA, or methicillin-resistant staph aureus, which causes staph infections. But we don't really have to panic every time we hear staph or staph aureus in microbiology. Most staph isn't going to cause MRSA or anything to be really concerned about, except for like maybe immunocompromised people. But for the purposes of cleanliness, it's more that the level of staph staff that is found can be used as a comparison. So we can say there's a lot of staph on this object, so it's dirtier or germier than something else. So it's more of a comparison. And it also indicates what items are coming into contact with people more. We're kind of like what's going to deposit it on a surface. Yeast and mold are allergens that can be harmful to health if they're at high levels, and certain types are pathogenic, but it's, again, more of that comparison. The study found that porous and rough surfaces that had higher moisture had the most microorganisms, and a porous surface that is wet is basically the definition of a sponge. Like, look it up in the dictionary. (laughs) It's basically just sponges are gross. Also, places where food is present had a lot of bacteria too, like cutting boards, the kitchen sinks, and countertops. Now, that is not like paradigm-shifting, earth-shattering concept to the scientific community. It's pretty easy to understand that moisture equals germs and food source equals germs. Microorganisms are just like us. They have just sort of like a couple levels in the hierarchy of needs. What is important to make these concepts known to the public so that science actually does good for people. It's important to keep ourselves clean and healthy and have the knowledge to do so effectively. Now, the NSF also did a study, a follow-up study to this in 2013, where they focused just on the kitchen. They looked at 14 items that come into direct contact with food and water, and they looked for different microorganisms than the 2011 study. And again, they did that survey to see whether people's perceptions were accurate with what the dirtiest items in their homes are. Now, this time, the study looked at E. coli, salmonella, and listeria, which can cause food poisoning. They also looked at yeast and mold again, which can cause food to go bad faster and therefore lead to sickness. Staph aureus was not included, but that's probably because people don't really get sick if they ingest staph aureus. Our stomachs are pretty much going to just break that right down. So, what was the dirtiest kitchen item in the 2013 study? It was the refrigerator water dispenser. (laughs) And the next dirtiest item was rubber spatulas and blenders. The study authors state that this is probably because blenders are not taken apart to be cleaned. So dig out the instructions and try to follow them. You know, it's pretty common to just sort of like ignore the owner's manuals. And I'm guilty of that too. But for the case of food appliances, maybe take some extra time to look up and follow those directions. The next on the list came three more parts of the fridge, the crisper, the ice dispenser, and the meat compartment. Then came the knife block Tupperware with rubber seals. So I think that was like those like locking Tupperware rubber 
the ones with the seals, like those rubber seal gasket things. Then came can openers and the seal on the fridge. That was number 10, the seal on the fridge, which I can totally understand because who even thinks to clean that regularly? So basically, if there's a textured surface, and most plastics count as textured, even if they seem like they're smooth, they're still on the like microscopic bacterial level, they still kind of count as textured. And a place that's warm, dark, wet, it's probably a good idea to give that item a little bit more attention when you're cleaning. So we learned today, or I learned today, and also you in the meaningless void of the internet, uh, learned today that sometimes these dirtier than a headline, dirtier than a toilet seat headlines aren't always fluff pieces for slow news days, but they're certainly not all created equal. Thank you for listening and tune in next time when we're going to talk about memes and the plagues.